Oh. The market is open. One, one, one. Two, two. <laughs> Trading two. three. Soybeans. <laughs> Corner on coffee. Damn it. <laughs> Forgot you have to hit the bell to win. That's a bit of pit. <laughs> Classic pit. So here we are. It's Edgar Casey part three, everybody. And we did play Pitt. We played Pitt. Edgar Casey's um, game that he didn't get any credit for that the Parker brothers uh, sent him a $6 check for and then mass produced and is still producing today. So oh. the Hasbro's doing it now because that's what that. Yeah, Hasbro's doing it. Everybody wants a piece of Pitt. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, it got our blood pumping for I've got to say, it was it's pretty fun. fun. It's, it's pretty fun. fun. Um, it's it sounds really lame at first. Yeah, I mean it is kind of lame, but and it's it fun. Kinda, too. Yeah, it, it, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, you're like, why yeah. are we playing this? You're and yelling you're like, about like oats. Yeah, so, there's a lameness. Well, you don't to even it. yell about oats. You're just one, 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 yeah. two, two. You're just <laughs> it's two, 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 two. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's 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 family fun though. Mm. You know, it's charming. It is charming. It is charming. But we are back again with Edgar Casey, and this is going to be the conclusion to Edgar Casey. You guys ready? You guys ready yeah. to get this? I gotta admit, right off top, I'm been a little lost since uh, you know, I'm done with all this. After we do this, I'm gonna be just completely lost. I don't mm -hmm. know what to do without Edgar Casey in my life. His well, transfer. I'm glad I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Ready yourselves. It's a lot of dead baby. Whoa! Uh, she was shocked and dismayed. <laughs> I was very dismayed when um, someone tried to shoot me. I want to mess with the crevice. What? <laughs> it's not a saloon! Don't let your defendant up on the stand. <laughs> this is Rumors and Confabulation. Let's get into it. Oh, also, I guess I should say... <laughs> this is rumors and confabulation. Mm. This is Isaac speaking. We got Dalton, mm -hmm. and we got John. Yep. So here we are. Let's get into it. When we last left Edgar, he was in Selma, Alabama. Uh, World War One was just nearing its end, and the soldiers were coming home along with his friend Dave Kahn. And Dave Kahn had already sent a letter ahead telling Casey to meet him in Lexington, Kentucky, to discuss a psychic partnership. Edgar would go straight to Lexington. From this psychic partnership, because they did form the partnership, and uh, it really became another form of Edgar's, not Leslie's, but Edgar's get-rich-quick schemes. Yeah, he, he learned well. Yes, because at this, I mean, you can't call some of the things that he's done anything other than that. No, he, he just, he feels the compulsion to, like, teach a Sunday school class after that's like his his redemption for and, it. yeah because uh, like i talked about on the last episode about ketchum getting into the gambling stuff without Edgar's knowledge but it also i also i wonder how much of that is Edgar saying that to other people and that he actually was gambling with ketchum and maybe lost some money or something like that and it that was definitely that. could be the source was gambling with ketchum the, the source <laughs> he take him to a poker table and Edgar just fall out and then <laughs> Well, the Khan and Edgar partnership will lead Edgar down one of the most surprising paths uh, of this whole story. Is his name? His last name is not spelled C O N. I hope. No, okay. it's K A H N. Right. Okay, Khan. I did not even think of that. Khan. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to just ask you guys, any guesses on what Edgar, and this is surprising, so think outside the box a little bit, but what Edgar might be doing, this is 1917, 1918, what Edgar might tackle next. 1917. Hey, is he dry? Yeah. But his daddy's a drunkard. Yeah, his daddy's a drunk. He's, he's a, he's a, a great a country smoker. song, too. His daddy was a drunkard. <laughs> and he's dry. He's a smoker, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, yeah. you said he smoked from like 13 or whatever, so. Or it was younger than that, wasn't it? 14. Four, okay. But 14. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money on Prohibition. Prohibition, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say um, he burns down another building. <laughs> uh, it'll take him a bit, but okay. no. He became a Texas oil man. Wow. Did not see that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Casey had um, been doing, again, like I said in the last episode, he after, had been doing readings. After playing Pitt, it kind of makes sense. He's trying to corner the market That or does, yeah. Yes. He's, He's like, I need to get into a commodity. That's it's not right. just me spouting stuff. Corner on oil. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> but he's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna corner the oil market. No. I'm just gonna assume. You've not heard of the Edgar Casey uh, no. Petroleum Company? No, I've not. Because I mean, he's already about five years late to the oil boom. Yeah, he's he's getting there a little as it's it's already established. Because it was like nineteen sure. ten ish when it started. Yeah, it's right? already yeah. established. We all remember the the EC oil spill. <laughs> well, in the meeting that they had about their partnership, Edgar had casually just mentioned to Khan about. Of reading that had been requested of him by a man named Day Matt Thrash. Come again? Was he in the WWE? <laughs> His name is D A Y space Matt M A T T space T H R A S H. Thrash. Day Matt Thrash. Right. Day Matt Thrash. DMT. <laughs> Uh, he was the hmm. editor for the Claiborne Morning Review in Claiborne, Texas. It sounds like a really bad punk band. <laughs> Day Matt Thrash. Thrash wanted to use Edgar's powers to locate oil underground. So Khan convinced Edgar to take this offer completely seriously, and before long, Edgar was finding oil for Thrash. And Thrash was successful. Um... So that's where the oil man idea came about. The source directly supported the oil venture. Yeah, it's talked about it saying, take that, get the money from mm. the oil. And yeah, that sounds like the source. <laughs> they traveled, Edgar and Khan traveled down to Desdemona, Texas. And they again started helping other people finding blockages and things for their oil rigs and they were getting paid for it. Okay, so he wasn't generating his own oil he, he he was just speculating they for other people. Yes, they weren't drilling themselves right now. They were just getting down there, getting settled in. He was a consultant as well. Okay, I, I, yes. I get you now. That's when you know you've made it, when you get a consulting job. For oil companies. For any job. If, you're, if your title is consultant... <laughs> Honestly, it is a good gig. Yeah, it is. Um, and he's not going to get done up for medical fraud with this. Right. Cause like, That's right, yeah. Because exactly. the oil, like, exactly. they didn't have deep... Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so he actually did begin... The Casey Petroleum Company. Nice. It is a, was a real thing. The CPC. Edgar actually during this time didn't teach a Sunday school class. He oh, didn't man. lead a Christian Endeavor program, oh. and he really seemed to sp spend his time in Texas much more like what you would think the boyhood Edgar would have done. You know, where the one who was like obsessed with Leslie and his pals, who was obsessed. Oh, Leslie's with... got to love this, right? Oh, Leslie yeah. loves this idea. 
Yeah, you know the Edgar that would hang out like that. He had sit, that board, sit at the, the bar with, yeah, yeah, sit, you know, yeah, sit, yeah, yeah, the bar who's supposed to have the bar yeah. fights and all that yeah. stuff. That it's, Edgar. It's, it's Casey as the old man as the kid. That's what they say yeah. about the old, right? They so, kind of look like really big babies. <laughs> His nickname was the old man. He's That's rank, they're at. they're both wrinkly. <laughs> so Casey in uh, Texas was busy playing poker. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing high boots mm-hmm. and ten gallon hat high and and whoring. No, oh, you guys remember the ditches? How he yes, in ditches with a devilish grin. He spent his time digging ditches. Now oh, he brought back not the as fun. Yeah, no, it's not. That's who, like you know what sucks because that's the example somebody says when they're like, well, at least your job's not. Digging ditches, yeah, you true. dumbass, Edgar Casey, yeah. and he's and he's got a consulting gig. So yeah, yeah. so this is his side, side his his hobby side hustle, yes. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and he was like full on like boots up on the counter, smoking his cigar, playing poker. Like that's the image. And oh, and he started to get chubbier this time. Oh, he's he had porking. always been a skinny, gangly man. Now he is get putting getting on some thick, pounds. getting curvy. <laughs> Con would say later about their time in Texas, the lust for oil and the money to drill for it had become an obsession that could not be denied. Gross. So Casey God. Petroleum, um, they, from day one, struggled financially. Okay. And they started looking to sell some shares to try to build up the company a little bit. Think oh, Shark Tank. Selling sh- Think uh, Shark they're Tank. wanting to take CPC They're trying public. to get invest- yeah, investors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think yeah. Shark Tank. They start traveling all across the country, honestly, to do this. One interesting story, again, Edgar Casey in fires. He got a cinder go straight into his eye God. on a train ride from Alabama to Hawkinsville. Um, so they got off in Nashville, Tennessee, and they decided to get the you know eye looked at. And it was actually by a doctor who was strangely Edward Casey, who's the 11-year-old boy who had babysat Edgar when he was a baby. He became an eye doctor in Nashville. They didn't even know. He became a doctor. Yeah. Oh. Small world. So, um, that's his cousin. Hmm. So, uh, they ended up staying, actually, in Nashville. They were just supposed to be a little pissed off just to treat his eye. They stayed for two weeks. A pit? Stop. (laughs) 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 Yes. So, they stayed for two weeks, though. Oh. And, um... Edward wanted them to conduct some readings, and mm-hmm. so they did. And um, he was like, "Show us where Dirks Bentley lives." <laughs> <laughs> then they uh, he got called back, actually back to DC. Edgar did. Man, he is like a yeah. big fucking deal now. Yes, he's. I got a sorry, I got a thing in DC. No, Truman or some some guy wants to talk to me. And uh, it was d- around this time because then they went up to New York. And it was the way that his uh, readings were being handled at this time, and the way that Han was like seeing this, that he gave uh, Casey his brand new nickname, not the old man. Now he's called the young man. He's called Judge. Yeah, oh, the okay. Judge. And that's so dumb. Here come the Judge. So Edgar, um, like I said, he went up to New York after his dealings in D.C., which are top secret dealings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he went to New York in 1921. 
what we're talking now. Okay. He spent five months in New York, and this was all in order to get more funds for Casey Petroleum. He did at least 100 readings in New York, and he started a communication with Dr. William McDougall, who um, was a psychology professor at Harvard who had heard about Casey through Munsterberg, who had failed at Hugo. Yeah, Hugo, who had failed at proving Casey as a fraud. Yeah. I mean, failed, who knows? You know, he tried his best. Honestly, he, yeah. Just didn't succeed. He didn't get the results he wanted. Yeah. He'll be coming back, though. Stay tuned. He'll be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Along with Dr. William McDougall, he also had a correspondence going with writer and later president of the American Psychic Institute, Hereward Carrington. What was the first name? Hereward right. Carrington. And the master magician himself, Harry Houdini. What? Whoa. That's right. Wait, wasn't there a connection with Houdini and Conan Doyle? Yes. Okay. So I Houdini so. spent a large portion of time, especially or right in this time frame, because remember, Houdini died in the 20s. So this mm-hmm. is 1921. But before Houdini's death, he spent a large portion of time trying to oust fraudsters. Right. Because he knew what he did was just a lark. Right. So he was trying to figure out, and especially he went after the spiritual types. Yeah. He actually even had a book Mm -hmm. just ousting them. He never ousted Edgar Cayce. And it is known for a fact that they did meet in person. What's not known is the level of really what Houdini exactly thought of Edgar Cayce. We know that he didn't think he was a total fraud, but he also never endorsed him or never said anything really positive about him. Didn't really just, he tried not to even really acknowledge him. Edgar Cayce acknowledge Houdini, obviously. He's still the he's definitely the lesser of the slim. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. But again, there's something to be said about the fact that they and Houdini was reported by several people he did witness readings done by Edgar Casey. Mm. Edgar Casey was actually was invited to Houdini's house in New York. Okay. So it is known that they did spend time together, more so than like he did with Edison and Tesla mm-hmm. and them. He spent more time with actually Houdini. And uh, these readings were being done by a man named Gordon Nicodemus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McDougal eventually told uh, K- Casey, just when I think I know what it is, the next experience convinces me that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And that's kind of just the whole, how all of them felt, except Nicodemus, who Nicodemus just fell for it, hook, line, sinker, mm-hmm. and went along He's with real, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I want uh, to believe. There's some things with Nicodemus. He's the molder of this. <laughs> so money was, you know, the reason for the New York trip. Mm-hmm. And it started actually to come in, although it's promised money. It's not actual tangible right. money. It's people saying, I will invest. Like speculation. Yeah. But some of these other, some of the more physical contributions, I guess I should back up a second and say that the promised contributions were supposed to be $150,000. Hundred fifty thousand dollars in nineteen twenty. Yeah, that's not chump change. No, he was supposed to actually have gotten physical fifty thousand dollars from Jesus. sources such as Alf Butler, Alf Back and yeah. Selma, Clint Casey. Remember the uncle that he oh, stayed yeah. behind to farm him. with? Yeah. Yes, he gave to Edgar, and Clint would even come to Texas with Edgar along with Leslie. Oh my God! And that's... he would spend weeks. It's just shy under two million a day. Damn. Ooh, see, that's yeah. That's I good just money. picture Clint and fucking Leslie. It's like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. They're point. coming down to Texas. They're having oil. A- that yeah. is Texas tea. And you also had newly made Doctor 
Al Lane gave to Edgar. Wow. Yeah, they patched things up. That's good. But uh, things were not all peachy for Edgar during this time, as the photo studio, which he just left in the care of Burned Leslie, to the ground. No, it just started, business started going dry, because oh. you got Leslie, who's doing the photography. He's doing uh, the photographs for Edgar. I don't see the correlation there. <laughs> and uh, Leslie threw his back out. <laughs> and so then he, their quote-unquote best photographer, was done for. They have one guy who was doing all the business and the photography now. And uh, his name, I think, was like J.B. Wilson, I believe. Wait, so when those two were doing it, Leslie was considered the better one of the two? No, that guy was. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I thought being, it was like, yeah, I was being oh, we need our best guy. photographer. Let's get Leslie. <laughs> no, although... Edgar did strangely rely on Leslie throughout everything he did in his life. Really. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, Leslie was honest to goodness Edgar's go-to man. Yeah, he really was. He seemed like a bad parent when they were kids, yeah. but pretty involved very constantly involved. He's as very an involved. adult. He's more involved with Edgar's life than he but, is his wife. I mean, that's maybe because, because Carrie, his mother is alive this whole time. Too. I was going to say we didn't I, talk I, about I, his I mother heard her name. Yeah, no. uh, but it may also be that Leslie just doesn't have anything else to do. That's a big part. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like even if he wasn't relying on him, he'd still be Before Edgar and Leslie well, just drifted a, from one dumb right. thing to another. And look how interesting Edgar's life is. It is interesting. You know Leslie wants to be a part of this. Yeah. So, Edgar, um, he's in Texas again. He's just started up. They've actually started drilling themselves with the newfound money that they got you know, from the investors. And they started <laughs> drilling at a site called Rocky Pasture. And this is March of 1921. He wrote to Gertrude at this time, that he would start sending money because he had heard about the troubles. That they Where were is she now? So she was supposed to be in Selma. Um, she didn't stay in Selma. Okay. So she was supposed to be in Selma at the photography studio as well and everything like that. Edgar promised to send her $100 a month to see her through. Edgar only visited twice in a year and a half. That's another thing he has in common with his father. That's a They're big... They're just like married in name only. Yeah. And uh, either time, they said they reported to say he didn't stay long enough to, like, barely to pack, unpack his bags. Like, that's it was just a quick in and out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twice in a year and a half, and he barely even stayed. It God, was I would love to time. be the guy who's fucking Gertrude while Edgar's out of town. And she's, like, bitching about it. Yeah, he calls himself the source. He thinks he's real smart. But, she's, say, but she's into it now, remember? She's into it, but she still shit talks him to other guys to okay. get some dick. You know, come on. He's away that long. <laughs> well, keep all of this in mind. All right. As Casey... um. Well, he replaced, he started to form a, a new team. You know how mm -hmm. he does. He forms a team yep. You know, around him, mm -hmm. his supporting yep. cast. And he replaced Dave Kahn at this time. He how really, can he replace him? Yeah, it honestly was just kind of like they just split ways just kind of out of nowhere. I thought they were like close. They were. And then it just all of a sudden he starts doing all these things without Dave Kahn. And then Dave Kahn's like, well, I've got other schemes I want to try mm. anyways. Because he was always scheming too. Oh, uh, yeah. So he's he's like actually became an attorney, I believe, Dave Kahn did. So he enlists the help of Nicodemus uh, from New York to start doing the readings. Good choice. And he hires the daughter of a shareholder in the Casey Petroleum Company. She's 18-year-old Faye Autry. Why? She's as a stenographer. Okay. This team, along with the other shareholders, would take to the road again and find more and more funds, or we're trying to find more and more funds. Edgar would be traveling for the better part of 1921, 
and by March of 1922, he had become convinced that there were some within the company because they never struck anything big in Rocky Pasture. He became convinced that it was because of people within the company sabotaging the whole operation. Why? Because the source said it should be working. Okay, but why would they sabotage a company that, that they they're going to profit yeah. from? Yeah. And now let's, before we get to that, let's back up just another second here because it's in 1922 that Gertrude is kind of having enough of this mm, nonsense. I like where this is going. I'm hearing the porno music now. Yeah. Gertrude, um, she only got, you know how you promise 100 a month? Mm -hmm. She got $300 in a year in the whole 1921. She got $300. <sighs> Jesus. From Edgar. And Leslie was still down and out from his back, his knees, and his Poor STD. Leslie. His STD still open wounds Forgot about down that. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, so the photo photography studio was crumbling. I like that he's like meeting with Thomas Edison and he introduces his dad and he just got kind of like gaping herpes <laughs> all over his mouth. <laughs> It's these not his prominent mouth. people. It's not his mouth. It's in the private. Place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, it's still, it can spread, you know. It can. <laughs> but Edgar did make his way back to Selma at this time because she saw Ryan like get you know she said mm -hmm. you have to do something, and while he was there, um, he found out that Gertrude he got there and Gertrude had left Selma and gone back to the hill in Hawkinsville with the children. Wow! Which you know he's got two sons with her. Yeah. And when Edgar got there, he heard the rumor for the first time. That he was having a relationship with his stenographer, who is 18 years old. All right. And here's and he's the thing. 40 at this point, right? Yeah. Here's the thing about this. It never got cleared up, really. We don't know if it even happened. We don't know if it happened. We also don't know that it didn't happen. The rumors were circulating in both Hopkinsville and in Selma. So in Alabama and Kentucky, the rumors. And he traveled all across the country with just her and Nicodemus, and that was it. How do we know he wasn't fucking Nicodemus? Uh, you know what they sure. say about rumors. Uh, they're things that people tell. That is true. <laughs> but there are a ton of rumors circulating about Edgar and Faye. Yeah. There's that, I did not. That makes sense now that you mentioned her. Because, like, yeah. why the fuck would you bring up a stenographer? If she yeah, wasn't, especially an 18-year-old yeah. daughter of one okay. of your shareholders. It's kind of. But, see, that's the thing, though, too, is she's an 18-year-old who she is dedicating now her whole life. All right. Life 18 is this. still, like, she's not even age. working for no, the old. All right, she's you not even saying 18-year-old. I know. It's just the discrepancy. And the fact that she has, as an 18-year-old woman, in the start of the beginning of the roaring 20s, mm -hmm. has decided to follow this pudgy man in his 40s around to work as his a stenographer and, and you know for his trans reading it's bizarre she's Plus, not even working for the oil company she's do, she's just doing the stenographer for he's the, paying her directly he's paying her readings. more than he's paying his wife plus if she yeah that's not good yeah but she's 18 and he's like how 40 yeah but I he's mean, it's 1921 he's born in 1877 but 44 uh, Okay, but he's the old man, so you yeah. can go ahead and just add like another forty years onto his age, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, yeah, he's. It's really like being eighteen with an eighty-four year old. <laughs> kind of, I mean, honestly, yeah. it kind of is. Yeah, especially since there's two of him in the X-ray, yeah. so he's got two. Oh God, that would be great if like Edgar liked her, but the source is like she's not <laughs> trustworthy. But that's happened before. But I know. So the source <laughs> like yeah. And remember, though, also the whole secret flame he had with Margaret and Wolf oh, at the yeah. beginning. But that no one even knew whether Margaret was real or exactly. not. Exactly. Oh, she's real. But just uh, keep this in mind, though. Just the rumors are circulating. Edgar um, 
had to abandon Rocky Pasture though because the oil never came and yeah. his never doc, his you know his company back in Alabama what he should have actually just been focusing on probably was crumbling as well and he would later say in a letter that the oil about Rocky Pasture the oil was there I just wasn't equal to handling the men who were associated with it. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. He wasn't cut out to be around oil people. He does. Uh, he doesn't completely give up on his the Casey Petroleum Company just on rocky pasture. Oh, okay. But it was about this time that Frank Moore, who he had got, given a reading to about, uh, and who had wanted to build a hospital. Oh yeah, with that guy. Him, he came back in. He had become blind, which Edgar said Jesus. would happen to him if he didn't do the treatments that he gave him. And he had gotten a little lax on it, and he started getting partial blindness. He started contacting Edgar again to cure that, but they were also to gauge his interest in the hospital again. Mm. Uh, before long, Edgar traveled to Moore's home in Columbus, Ohio. Dave Kahn was also still keen on the idea of working with Casey, and... It was at this time, he Edgar Casey's in Columbus discussing a hotel, or I mean a hospital, possibly, with Moore. They traveled in all the way to Denver, Colorado, to meet with Khan about a potential opportunity there, except that the opportunity fell through, and Khan kind of stranded them in Denver. I don't know if this is like a payback move for what happened in Texas, because Casey basically just abandoned Khan, but... He just totally just, I mean, literally abandons Casey there. And Casey, at this point, has no money because everything's crumbling around him. <laughs> so he's there with Frank Moore in Denver with nothing. And then the best part, Leslie shows up <laughs> in Denver. Leslie shows up because Casey had sent a letter to, or a telegraph wire to Leslie requesting money. Leslie misinterpreted it and just thought he they wanted him to come to Denver. <laughs> he had no money. He thought there. Edgar would pay for his ride back. I actually spent my last cent getting here, son. <laughs> no, his last cent was on a bottle of gin. And well, then... second to last cent, yeah. So, they're all three stranded in Denver. Luckily for all three, Edgar was offered a job as a lecturer in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, because remember, <laughs> Alabama people loved him. Yeah. Okay, loved okay, him okay. I was getting ready to be like, okay, yeah. yeah. So he, so Edgar said, "I'll accept." The only condition is that you send three train tickets: two to Birmingham for me and Frank, one for Leslie back to back yeah. home. Yeah. Why am I getting on a different train than you? Oh, no reason. See ya. Bye. Just find your way back. So. Edgar was so popular in Birmingham that he actually stayed for a while, again, just kind of like he did in Nashville and New York. And he got Faye to join him there. Mm. And eventually, Edgar would invite the family to come or kind of hint at the family to come, even though Faye's there. But then when the family was keen on coming, Edgar dipped. Nice. Edgar left Birmingham and he was... Uh, he said he was he left because he was told that he needed a medical license to do what he's doing there. And that the source was not happy with that locale as a place to operate. The source told him to go to a body of water. For some reason, then, Edgar Casey responded by going to Dayton, Ohio. But hmm. that's in the middle of Ohio. That's... I mean, it's closer to a body of water than Birmingham. Well, no, the ocean is, I don't know. Which is closer, Dayton to the Great Lakes or Birmingham to the Gulf of Mexico? 
would Dayton's, say Dayton. Yeah, Dayton's probably a little closer, and then there's some rivers up there, but still. It's still like, a questionable move. Yeah. When the source says move to a body of water, and you're like, Dayton. <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, so Edgar went to Dayton with Faye. Mm-hmm. And Frank Moore went back to Columbus because Frank was eventually like, okay, Edgar, I've had a I've had a time mm-hmm. being poor with you traveling <laughs> around the country. I'm kind of done now. And uh, Edgar went to Dayton to stay with a family by the last name of Darling to, to cure their boy. This little boy had cancerous lumps. And the reports have been on the mend after Casey's readings. And Casey was actually staying with them. But the child took a turn for the worse because they had not been watching over him correctly as the source would tell them to because like when casey would leave the family alone they were just kind of like oh he's getting better and not really pay attention to it Hmm. and eventually the boy died but edgar didn't get any flack for this because they said we didn't do what you wanted us to do correctly that whole that was a why he's in dayton but he's also doing other readings and things but that was why he's in dayton he met another man this one uh is a little different his name's arthur lammers he's a businessman he uh is a Kind of more like the hill back in Hawkinsville. He had a lot of, he liked the idea of the quote unquote new age mm. ideology and was a, oh, was it a theist? Is, wait. Theosophist. Theosophist. Oh. No, theosophist. He was a theosophist uh, who What's really, that? The thing. Lavatsky and oh, many okay. other spiritual movements right, right, right. happened in the late 1800s. He was a believer in those sort of things. So he was more than happy to get into business with uh, Edgar. The Lammers were actually in their home, were actually reported to have conducted seances, and Edgar was reported to have gone to at least one seance with them. So Edgar's, yeah, getting getting wild. He already he already wasn't <laughs> he already wasn't high up on the Ouija board, so he probably he had mixed reviews, I think, on the seances <laughs> too. He showed up sometimes. Oh, I'll give it a two star on Yelp. <laughs> Casey uh, decided, though, that Lammers was pretty cool. And he started doing full readings with Lammers. And things took a little different route. Uh-oh. Many of these readings were healing readings. But the conversations that Lammers started to have with the source was going into reincarnation. Hmm. I'm not sure why they went into reincarnation. But um, the source actually told Lammers that he had... This is his third life, and then one of his previous two, he was a monk. Okay. And Lammers was like, well, that's wacky. And then <laughs> wacky. he asked the source... Get in here, honey, you won't believe this shit. <laughs> no, he seriously was just kind of like that. <laughs> so then he asked the source, should there be like an institution set up based around you? <laughs> and the Fuck. source said... No, the source answer said, is no. And I quote, very good. The time is nigh. <laughs> Edgar uh, decided to head on back to Texas, though, after a time, and to you know see how things are going with the Casey Petroleum Company. And oh yeah, he still has that. Yeah, he found out the the whole operation he had going on there was being completely mishandled and was basically just done for because of a man named Tex Rice. Tip. Okay. He was, <laughs> it sounds like I, a shitty brand name or something. Just remember, we've had Day Matt Thrash and Tex, Tex Rice, Rice and Nicodemus Darling. I mean, the list is. How will people list. know I'm a Texan if my name isn't Tex? <laughs> I need a big hat. Edgar would call Tex Rice uh, the quote unquote the most notorious 
hoariest character with whom I have ever done business. <laughs> and so it was that Edgar Casey finally decided to head home in 1923 after uh, Tex Rice was arrested for fraud because he had been getting the whole company. He was an associate. He was a shareholder. Mm -hmm. He had been getting the whole company in mm -hmm. trouble with fraud. So right. Edgar, his suspicions on an insider sabotage was correct. All right. And at the age of 46, he's a chubbier man. He's got gray Hitting in his, his hair. prime. Getting ready to hit his peak. He had to start all over again. That's good. That's okay. He's um, like the phoenix. <laughs> when he went home, he stated, As I have studied over the happenings of the years I had been away, I realized there must be indeed a change in my outlook on life. The work must come first. Self second. Hasn't he been doing that? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> You know well, what guess, my problem is? I need to stop spending so much time with my family. I do have a, a little bit of a theory when he says that, though, is that he may have been talking about his affair with Faye when he says self-second. And he might be talking about possibly being more involved with his family because he's finally going home. All right. And he doesn't have any really any any further interactions with Faye after this. Okay, I can see it. He kind of breaks off things with Faye. She, she actually, probably just dumped him. And well, he was like, you know what? Time a, to be yeah, more with she, my family. She reportedly <laughs> did move to Houston after this and got married pretty soon. There after. you go. So, yeah. She had another suitor. He's doing that up. whole thing. You can't reject me. I wasn't really asking. And, yeah, he's like, yeah. it's a good time for me to take a step yeah. back Go home. Yeah. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's a, got that type of attitude. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like that is, that, that is his She was attitude. all used up anyway. Edgar didn't sulk this time around, though. He actually was seemed a little, have a little bit going, you know, this time around. You know, usually when he has to start again, he starts with trying to mooch off of other people. Mm -hmm. you know, he's amped now. Yeah. He's yeah. all full of piss and vinegar. Yeah, so he sets up a, a room to conduct readings. And he's mm -hmm. that's what he's mostly worked up for. He doesn't really care about his, the photography anymore. He doesn't care about oil anymore. He just mm -hmm. wants to do readings. That's that's good. Yeah, which honestly where he belongs. is good, yes. So he set up a little room to do readings in, and he actually nicknamed it the spook room. That's really dumb. Yeah, especially... <laughs> it, that, I know. Well, you can imagine him, though, just being like, here's the spook room. <laughs> and you It's know. not really that spooky. Don't yeah. be afeard. <laughs> he probably did say it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Casey uh, hired had to you know, reform the team, so he hired mm -hmm. another stenographer. This uh -oh. one is 18-year-old oh, Gladys Davis. No! And she would go on to be with him as his stenographer for the rest of his life. Hmm. He left uh, once more, though, to get this uh, proposed Casey Institute for Psychic Research that Arthur Lammers had kind of been tossing around. Because remember, he asked mm -hmm. about the institution and the source said the time is nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Edgar did readings... Um, very mystic readings now and he started doing readings on like astrology oh, and uh, this is when things really went down the whole new age yeah. this is where honestly his legacy what his lasting legacy this is when it truly begins because everything he had done before this well yes he got notoriety i mean he, the names that i've mentioned houdini edison tesla woodrow wilson you know dicky <laughs> he con and the new york times are written about him yeah 
there's not like a legacy there per se. You know, there's not going to be lasting ideas that come yeah, out. It's just it's a just, sideshow. Right. He's kind of, yeah, seen as a sideshow. He's like Dr. Oz. Free, more freakish. What was he, what was he <laughs> lecturing on in the university? He, he was worked? lecturing just on the trans readings and like hitting the, t- the trans stuff. It, I mean, he always had a dip into the spiritual realm. Always. Okay. I didn't know if he was this being is a he photography f- teacher in the art no, department or something. No, he's going into his psychic stuff. But okay. This is the first time that he's really going full into astrology and just that full mystic realm. This is when crystals come into play, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. We will, um, we'll get into that stuff a little bit later, you know, more in depth. But Casey would go on to say that there's a, what he would call a river of life. Well, I guess the source would call it a river of life where you would have souls that would travel on this metaphorical river and sometimes they would hop off the river into life. <laughs> I don't follow that. I think he didn't understand what trains were. It's, yeah, it, it would make more sense. Train. It's yeah, a make, bad metaphor. Yeah. He sees a train and he's like, what if this was like Because you can't really life? hop off a boat like you can hop off a train. Like, uh, the well, people maybe. on the Titanic would disagree. <laughs> so he would uh, do these things that he started calling life readings. Oh, God. This is all going to be yeah. cringy shit like and this, isn't he it? he felt that um, all of this, the whole river of life, the life readings, the reincarnation, they all had to do, uh, they all interconnected with the little folk. Oh, That's right. Edgar God. Casey, 46, I believe he is now, is still going on about the little folk that he we saw We didn't even talk about four. them all in part two, did we? Just, I think, at the very beginning. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Wow. Yeah, he is still about it. And he felt, remember I told you back in part one that the little folk, he would say reincarnated themselves as people in his future. That's right, yeah. These are the people. Who are the people? The people that are in his life, Gladys Davis, Lammers. They're getting reincarnated as little folk? No, 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 they were little folk. They were little folk. And now they are people in his life. Like the little folk had been preparing him for these moments of his life. And these this. people were the little folk. <laughs> yeah, back how did the they day. confirm yes. this? Through the life readings. Oh. So okay. let's get into the life readings just a little bit and we'll I'll get more into it. You guys it know what tulpas are? Yeah. I okay. mean, yeah, that's basically what this yeah. is. He was a he was a pioneer. Well, this is kind of like reverse tulpaing because they're going from tulpas yeah, I don't into like people. That term. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he um he would conduct these life readings on basically everyone that was close to him, uh, including Gertrude and his children and himself. How? Yeah. Here's a very juicy nugget that popped out of his own life reading. Okay. The source talking about Edgar Casey told everyone in the room because he started doing more and more readings where there was multiple people in the room. He liked the energy of them all kind of like thinking about it and being like there. Honestly, it's at this time that Edgar Casey starts to kind of take a cultish route. Honestly. This is where it starts? I mean... Well, he's never had a set group before. He's always he's had always like a had small different, circle. Yeah, he's always changed. Well, he's always had Leslie. He made his own father into a cult member. Oh, he'll be the first to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but he's now... He's drunk Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's true. As long as the Kool-Aid has some Gordons in it, he'll drink that shit. That's <laughs> so what the source apparently endorsed it. So... The source told all who were in the room for Edgar Casey's own life reading that Gertrude, his wife, 
was not his true soulmate. She was only wife in the physical realm, and that's it. She is not his spiritual wife. Well, this is cult then, because he's using that to be like, all right. <laughs> his spiritual wife and true soulmate is Gladys of Davis. Of course. The 18-year-old stenographer that has replaced Faye Autry, who had started as 18-year-old stenographer with Edgar. That luckily jumped off the train down in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't join. The, she didn't drink the Kool-Aid. She saw the writing on the wall. And I do have to, again, I said it earlier, Gladys never left Casey's side when she began. So she is full on board. Mm -hmm. And this really, there was already a tension between Gladys and Gertrude just to begin with because mm -hmm. of the stuff with Faye. Because right. Gertrude. Not just, a good look. Gertrude full on believed that they had a relationship. Yeah. That Edgar had a relationship with Faye. He just full, she full believed that. Mm -hmm. So she thinks he's just doing it again with Gladys. But now Safe right in assumption. front of me. Now right in front of me. Yeah. This definitely didn't help things that yeah. Edgar Casey, you know, the source, but in Edgar Casey's body is saying, I'm, I should actually have been married to this woman. He's like, no, 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 no. I won't, I'm not going to cheat on you with her, but in the afterlife, I'm yeah. going to be with her. Yes, that's exactly that's what they you've said. That's got to accept. That's exactly what the source <laughs> said. Who would get mad about that? Just chill out. All right? Come man. on. And they were never have reported to have ever done anything in the physical realm, Gladys and Edgar. No. Just anal only. <laughs> they were Doesn't alone count. for you know so many countless times. Yeah. You know, they had plenty ample opportunity to have done something if they did, and I doubt if they did do something that either one of them Hold on, I gotta write down stenographer it. porn to search tonight. <laughs> when when he when he's in the trance, he says his spirits talks to the other spirits. So that's when they're doing it. He just goes into a trance, and then mm. their spirits just go at it. And then, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Both. Yeah. Well, I would accept that. Accept that both. I will say that both people, Edgar to a lesser extent, but Gladys actually seriously, it was reported that she had sexual frustration from not being able to have sex with Edgar. What the fuck? Yeah, she pined for Gross. him. Gross. She pined for him. Come on, Gladys. You gotta get your groove back, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> that guy? Really? <laughs> yeah, and we're talking also, he's getting paunchier. He's, yeah, he's paunchy, you know, he's old, and you, that's who you want to bump tulpas with? Stop it. No, <laughs> I will say that she and Gertrude... <laughs> <laughs> I will say that she and uh, Gertrude eventually did mend their relationship. That's good. They actually meant a lot to each other eventually. But I almost, I think of this almost in the same way as like the know, sister wives. Yeah, bigamy, polygamy. It's kind of, they yeah. take on a similar relationship where one's right. a physical wife, the other one is a spiritual wife. So which is which? Gladys is the spiritual. Okay. Gladys and Edgar both feel like they were meant for each other. Yeah, but is he actually, like, physically married to his Gertrude, real wife? Yeah. So they're fucking? Yeah. I mean, they've oh, got okay. they had multiple kids, so. Theoretically. I mean, still, though. The source honestly said at one point in time about this that, like, he got too impatient and married uh, Gertrude. Like the source poo pooed all impatient. over. They're, 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 what, they're, what do you mean impatient with what? They, they were with engaged physical, with the physical realm. They, they should were, have waited for his true soul. Oh, uh, okay. But they I still, thought you meant I got a fuck. They still had a really of, long <laughs> en uh, engagement, though. Yeah, they had a yeah. hugely long engagement. Maybe right. because he was being pulled by the source the whole time not to do it. The Probably. source was right. right. 
Odd how the source is always directing him to 18-year-old girls. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This is source. Can't, yeah. You can't argue with it. It's the source. That's Matt, Matt Gates should use that argument. <laughs> the source told me, guys, yeah. he's going to hear this podcast. Mm-hmm. And well, I hope he does. <laughs> it was also at this time that Edgar Casey lost the support of the Christian community. Because okay, of, that's a very broad. No, thing. seriously, the Chris, the Christian community. Because remember, he's part of the Christian Endeavor programs. Yeah. He's always a Bible study. You know, yeah. he's Sunday been, school. They they don't want anything to do with all this. The youth the, group parents finally got creeped out by, less the, by the youth traditionally group Christian. Yes, yeah. much less. Because I mean, reincarnation, life readings where they had past lives, and he's yeah, dipping into their that's past lives. A little more like, Eastern. Yeah, and having spiritual wives and not. Yeah, it's getting a little far for them. But his fortunes were about to hit an all-time high. And there wouldn't be as many significant hijinks, you know, if you will, at this time frame. But that just for a time. He's settling down. He's settling down just for a little bit. But before he settled into it, um, he made some time for some last-minute goofiness. Because oh, in November... Jumping in ditches one last time. God, honestly, go. think that... <laughs> In November of 1924, um, he had just seen his family in, uh, for Thanksgiving in Hopkinsville. And on his way back to Dayton, he missed his connecting train. And he so he got up and demanded to be led off the train that he was on. They actually stopped the train for him, but a mile away from the station. So he ran back a mile to catch the connecting train, which he did catch. But due to the exertion that he had in this moment, he was mostly bedridden for months. What? Yes, he's 47 also, by the way. Which, the main source that, you know, American prophet, Edgar Casey's story, uh, that uh, by Sidney Kirkpatrick, mm-hmm. he really painted this picture as if, like, well, he is 47. 47? Oh, you can't run a mile you can still hey, be like hey, at your physical hey, peak, yes. basically. A, a few episodes back, we had a guy die of a heart attack from fifty-four in the middle of a hit. So I know. I'm just saying, LeBron's what, still in the NBA, and he's forty-eight, right? He's huh. not that old. He's thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Uh, it's really not. But then also after that, though, Gertrude also had some incidents where she fell. She had two separate falling incidents. And she's also, again, she's about the same age. She's only like three years younger than he is. So she's like 44. And she had two falling incidents. It's like something you don't hear to like 60s, 70s. It's when you get into like Biden territory. And these incidents. Mm -hmm. Old Tommy Life Alert. (laughs) Gertrude could have used it. That's where the bell comes from. <laughs> that is the life alert. Help me! <laughs> I'm falling and I can't get up. That could be copyrighted. Uh. <laughs> so these accidents, seriously, it led to her being blind in her left eye. For Christ's sake! So she, she these is surrounded by Mr. Magoo's. <laughs> but aside from that, everything went great. In the spring of 1925, a wealthy, incredibly wealthy businessman from New York, who had been interested in Casey and had done some readings and stuff with him when he was doing this, his business. Doing Fred some, Trump. Like, no. Damn. This is a man oh. by the name of Morton Blumenthal. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's got some class to it, it does. doesn't it? Well, 
class or you know another thing. <laughs> M. Blumenthal is a little well, better than Morton Blumenthal. Yeah, and M. Blumenthal is how you would have seen him. Yeah, but he also a business partner with his brother Edwin Blumenthal. So his M and E. All of their names are a mouthful. Blumenthal really, he just was into Edgar Casey, oh, and he started uh, some readings with. You've said that at least ten times. This oh, is <laughs> They're just into him. If you he's just got get him, something. You either get him or you don't. Yeah, man. You either love him or you hate him. Right. And Morton loved him, and Morton had a lot of money because he gave Edgar credit beyond any doubt that Edgar helped him again the stock market. Mm-hmm. And we're talking early 20s stock market. Didn't he already do the stock market at one point? Yes. He did. That was, but that was like way this back, This was before right? war, World War One. Okay, okay. We're now talking the Roaring Twenties that he's helping right. Blumenthal. And Blumenthal... It's like, invest in GameStop, trust me. <laughs> Blumenthal worked with Casey almost daily for a time. They were writing back and forth and telegrams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, he was... Uh, he reportedly, due to his... He said, due to his dealings with Casey, gained millions of dollars in, ni- in the early 20s. So, in 1925, Morton Blumenthal offered for Edgar Casey to move to Virginia Beach, Virginia. He would rent out a home for Edgar and pay for their move and would eventually pay for that hospital that Edgar oh had been Oh, my wanting. God. And guess what, guys? It didn't happen. It happened. Oh! And you know who was right there with him uh, on his way to Virginia Gladys. Beach? Gladys was, yeah. She moved with them. Yeah. And she was put on retainer by Blumenthal. Uh, he paid um, who else? Gladys and... Uh, Hugo. Leslie. Oh. No, not Hugo. <laughs> of course. Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I thought Hugo was coming back. I was just waiting on him to name off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie came along after he got over a cold. Uh, yeah. Edgar loved life on what the Casey's would call the beach. Oh, I can see it now. He took up fishing. You were asking, yeah. is there anything relatable? He's finally gotten to a relatable place. It just took him till he's almost 50 to you get know, there. Some It happens. Some are late bloomers. That's, yeah. He started fishing. He started um, canning fruits and veggies. So Leslie's old as shit now. Oh, yeah. He's got to be at least 70. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's old. Uh, Edgar, this is a funny little detail. And there's a picture of him like this, and it, it just cracked me up, of Edgar... He, he fashioned a little floating tree that just protruded out of the dock so he would always have shade whenever oh, he would fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> he literally just set it up just so because he's so lazy and so, like, I, I got to have my shade. But he didn't know what an umbrella was or a parasol. No, he set up a whole tree. And he would just sit. He would just sit there, and he's getting chubbier and chubbier, and he just yeah. sits there on the dock with his fishing rod. There was a friend who... Uh, said that Edgar, all he had to do was concentrate on the water and fish would come. Okay. He said it was great to fish with Edgar because you know you're going to get something. Mm-hmm. However, unfortunately, the happy times have to you know, have some sort of stupid stuff happen. And little Edgar Evans Jr. He drowns. No. Oh. What always happens to everyone with the Casey's? Um, Leslie... Kills him by accident. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> he almost gets caught on fire. Oh, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> he suffers serious burns. Spontaneous combustion of a child. I mean, there's already been spontaneous combustion of a couch in this yeah. series, so. <laughs> he was cured through readings of Of course. Edgar. Is it possible um, that these are all, like, fraudulent injuries that he can cure? 
Yeah, there's a lot of that because ever since he first started doing readings, a huge number of his quote unquote clientele have been friends of friends of friends. Right, of friends that's why I'm asking. If he's and, if he's just healing these family members yeah. and it's just them saying it happened. Right. Most mm. of the positive secondhand hand accounts are from people that had some sort of previous connection to Edgar Casey. Yeah. Some sort either either they went to his church or he was a family member or a friend of the family or you know some kind of connection uh at this point he is starting to get more and more and more people from the outside he has kind of as he's got more and more notoriety he's got he's also going less and less medical and going more and more spiritual yes which was a fad at the time yes and i will say though he did spearhead that fad in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. though okay because he is credited as being kind of the father of the new age movement Uh. to a lot of people Jesus. Got unknowingly so, because he would never say that about himself. And as he gets more popular, he's also getting bigger physically. <laughs> I think there's a connection there. America <laughs> loves big boys. Look they at don't... James Corden. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. That is the only explanation for his yeah. popularity. It is appropriate that we talk about how he was getting more and more um, psychic with it. He's getting more and more new age with it, because he's also mm-hmm. getting more and more controversial yeah. Everyone, he was gaining a lot of notoriety, and a lot more people actually took him seriously. Getting more new age. They added in keyboards now. They kind of <laughs> sound like the police. <laughs> not new wave. Oh, not, oh, okay. I see. Uh, he became much more polarizing, which was both good and bad because mm-hmm. he gained the followers he got were really into it. The yeah. one, but then there was more and more people who struck out against him. That happens, man. So. On February 11th, 1929, the newly founded Casey Hospital took their first patient. Oh, no. This is a man by the name of Charles Dillman, who suffered from a chronic sinus condition. Okay. That was his issue. All right. And uh, Dillman was cured. And they were off to the races. Yeah. In the first three months, the waiting list swelled to two months long, and Edgar had already given 210 readings. And in August of 1929, Edgar Casey, while standing for the first time ever in trance, he gave the first of 30 lectures while in trance about his most mystical of topics. He went on the astrology tour. He went on the life readings, the reincarnation. Uh, he's, this is right before, but he's about to get into prophecies, my friends. He's getting wild, and he's doing full lectures wild as the source, not as Edgar Casey, but the source is giving. But all lectures. of a sudden, he could stand up and be the source, and not yes. have to be laying down flat. Yes, it was also in 1929 that Morton Blumenthal said the hospital's not enough. I am going to form Atlantic University <laughs> oh. to become the high intellect, as he called it, the Harvard on the beach. But for psychic readings and for anything that has to do with psychic process. What you're wanting does not need to exist, sir. <laughs> I want it to be like Harvard, but in a beach setting, but also it's only for psychics. Yes. At least he's just calling it yeah, Atlantic University. He's not like giving it some yeah, wacky it just, name. If, yeah, you take Atlantic That's a University. worse name because that makes it sound like a legitimate college. It does make it, it. It makes it just sound like, oh, we're learning some... 
It just sounds. It just sounds like a standard liberal arts college. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like here we go with some calculus. Here we go with just some regular coursework. No, no. Um, I'll I'll get into some of that more here in a minute. But he wanted a place of higher learning where they could just a student could become an expert in the field of psychic readings, essentially. All right. So. Morton, who also, I could just have to say this real quick, because he really liked Edgar's son, Hugh, Hugh Lynn, really liked him. And when he got graduated high school, he offered him a salary to work at the school as a librarian, making more money than Gladys was as Edgar's only stenographer, and really making more money than anyone at the hospital except for and possibly even poss more than Edgar himself. Okay. Because Hugh was going to go work with, actually with Dave Kahn. Dave Kahn had offered him a gig as a, like an attorney assistant. Oh. And so he's going to go do that. And Morton said, I can't lose him. <laughs> I th I, he's, he's probably thinking it's some kind of backup in case something happens to Edgar or something. Because he, he could be like, well, if something happens and he can just throw a costume Here's on Hugh. Hugh and... <laughs> <laughs> Hugh <laughs> is just not a. It's not. It doesn't have the same weight as Edgar. Here's Hugh. Well, that's uh, true. Edgar over is yeah. Edgar yeah sounds more serious than Hugh. Yeah, Hugh is like no. So while uh, Morton is busy founding a new college and running a prominent business in New York City in 1929. Okay. You know, this is what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He left everything as far as the hospital side to Edgar because, I mean, that's his baby. Mm -hmm. Edgar fumbled it, of course, because he has no idea what he's ever doing, yeah. ever. And it even went so far as his primary doctor, he died within months of the hospital opening. <laughs> and, yes, their doctor at a hospital died within months. Oh, and no. Morton realized that Edgar didn't have anyone managing their books. He didn't have anyone even ordering, properly ordering supplies. They just ordered <laughs> them as they felt needed oh. instead of keeping a tally. So they were wasting so much money. And Edgar's response, because Morton said, you have to put somebody in charge of these things. Edgar's response, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> who is well into his 70s. Has had an STD for 30 years. The, oh, man. That's his, that's his go-to man still. And, I mean, it was described as literally Edgar just saying, like, I get to he's, a hard, he's a hard it's worker. A um, he works cheap. You can pay him in 40s. He's the guy. <laughs> I just don't understand how it got to this. And prior to that, Leslie was just helping doing, like, odd chores like sweeping the he floor was the janitor. he's like the janitor <laughs> and then he's just like, he's like oh you're not you're, not, you're the accountants now yeah <laughs> and this brings us to 1930 or should i say the very end of 1929 and yes the money fell out of the bottom of the bucket as the Blumenthal's Why? lost everything oh that in thing. the great depression mm. The huge, you know, was it October of 19? I mean, how great was it, though? You know, uh, it seems Blumen like too positive a word. Lost, you know, I told you that they gained millions by Edgar Casey. They then lost mil millions of dollars in one day. Ouch. I just, I think it should be the big depression instead of the great depression. <laughs> great has a positive connotation, right? 
the big depression. <laughs> Not really. No, they call it the Great War. Yeah, yeah, that's because it was really cool. Great. No. no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So here's the thing about this though. Atlantic University did get started, mm-hmm. and they had actually they got their first students as. Like they started fall semester weeks before mm. the drop of the nice. stock market, and the thing, the reason being, is because he didn't plan on the Atlantic University to be started until into the 30s. The source told him to pick up the pace and do it as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So the source and the source said the same thing about the hospital. So the source directed them to spend the money and to do all of this to found both of these things. Before, Bef- right before, just in time for all of his money to fall out. Mm. So the source really dropped the ball on this one. So he actually, boy, did he turn on Edgar Casey. Morton Blumenthal did. Oh, I thought you meant the source. Yeah, I was no. really confused there. I well, like, I guess if you, I mean, theoretic, because Edgar I, Casey is I, a lot harder. I definitely side with Blumenthal. I gotta say. So Blumenthal, um, he started. He took Edgar to court. Told the sheriff of Virginia Beach to give Edgar a eviction notice immediately. Um, so Edgar Casey was homeless, effective oh. immediately after this. I mean, there they didn't get a like final final verdict of their partnership and everything from the court proceedings until 1932. Uh, but Morton, it was everything was given to Morton. Everything was given. Oh. I mean. Und- Understandably, yes. because yeah. he was providing He's, everything. Yes, he yeah. just flat out paid for everything yeah. that Edgar had at this point in his life. So uh, the hospital was completely closed. Yeah. Uh, Morton, again, like I said, he literally kicked Edgar to the curb. And Edgar um, moved into the only place that he could afford, which was a small cottage right next to the failed hospital. Oh. <laughs> like literally, oh, his, that is so he depressing. He looks out and there's the failed hospital. Oh my God, yes. dude. And it gets more depressing. The hospital... He's like, are you sure that's the only place available? <laughs> it was one of those things where he's like, Gertrude, honey, I got a place. Well, I'm picturing a real estate agent. I figured she already, she, she already went back to Hill at this point. No, actually, she stuck huh. with him this time around. And so did Gladys. Gladys the, became homeless the big with three. And um, the hospital, Blumenthal turned it into a hotel... And they had a grand opening party that spilled out into Edgar's front yard. (laughs) (laughs) Poor old man Edgar just sitting there. And it seriously described it as him just being so depressed. Hey, Edgar, we'll bet you wish you could come party with us, man. Yeah, because Prohibition had just ended at this point, right? Um, no. This okay. Is oh, the prohibition's uh, going. This hey, is buddy. Okay. Hey, what does the source have to say about me getting really late tonight, no, they said people were, like, passed out on oh, this hard time of party. Yeah. <laughs> so, all was not lost, though. He still had the believers. He still had the belief of the people. How? He still did. Like I told you, the people, the believers became more and more cemented. Fucking, he couldn't call the Great Depression. Yeah, well, I will say, though, too, the source did give some warnings about the stock market. It did say to, like, back up. And Blumenthal didn't really back up. He just kind of stayed the same. So he did give some warnings, but it didn't fall out. It should have, you know... It, it took a day for Blumenthal to lose everything. Yeah, but not just Blumenthal. Oh, no, no, everybody did. It's everyone. Just Blumenthal had somebody he could blame. Is what. And he typically, was. I went inside with the the extreme wealthy, but yeah. in this case, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like uh, 
R.I.P. Bernie Madoff. Oh yeah, R.I.P. You know he targeted really the wealthy. Bernie. Rest in rest in power, King. He targeted <laughs> the wealthy. Okay. This guy targeted a wealthy guy. Edgar. Yeah, I mean, Edgar, he definitely. This is the this best. This is a Madoff move. This is the best job he did at mooching off of someone. Absolutely, he got someone to pay for his well, whole life. Well, it ended up being kind of bad, but except it looked that way. But sixty-one people decided to meet together, and those sixty-one people would eventually found the Association for Research and Enlightenment, or otherwise known as the ARE, which is still functioning today. The ARE was set up solely to carry on the work. Of Edgar Casey, and it was Hugh Lynn, his son, and Mr. Dave Kahn, who really came to the forefront to try to fight for Edgar's legacy, mm-hmm. to try to bring Edgar kind of back from the brink. Because Edgar at this time is just so depressed. Mm-hmm. Even people, I mean, he's got people. He's like, I thank you, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't see uh, the light uh, of the end of the tunnel here. So uh, Hugh went on a whole failed. They both failed, by the way, miserably. Because Hugh went on a failed treasure hunt, which was a thing for Edgar. He would give treasure readings on how to find treasure, and they thought there was a treasure in the swamps of Virginia that they never found. And then Khan, this is just a weird, fascinating story. Because of Khan, in this particular moment, Edgar Casey's name is on the official FBI report for the kidnapping case of Charles Lindbergh Jr. Mm. You know, the Lindbergh baby? Yeah, yeah the Lindbergh. Yeah. He is on the official FBI documents because Khan convinced Edgar to do missing person readings to locate the baby. So who did he do the reading on? He did the reading to try to locate the baby. Yeah. And Khan then used the information and went to go find the baby. And Khan never could. He never could find where the, what the source was talking about. The okay. source kept, and the source was getting more and more pissed off at Khan and was like, it's here, it's here. And then finally, Khan, or the source said, I can no longer locate the baby. <laughs> Damn it, source. And the baby, because the baby you know, was dead when they found the baby I just it. if the source could have predicted that this could have all been this could have played out differently but the fbi did uh, look into edgar casey at this point in time he's officially on their radar all right not that it really amounts to anything no, but, but um i would say he already was on their radar because of woodrow and that's probably why they did follow yeah. up re, uh, you know investigation into him to make sure he's not using his powers for evil mm-hmm. but um yes because 20 years later the cia <laughs> would try remote, remote viewing and so yeah they're they're not opposed to this <laughs> but um after these two just totally failed you know they don't rich, have but, the edgar charm no hugh made the executive call which proved to be the completely correct call to make and he decided that the are needed to go down just a purely simpler path and they decided to downsize everything they had. They went only to the most devoted members. They stopped trying to market themselves you know, nationwide. They just kind of focused on the people they had and spread by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edgar was back to two readings a day, back to his, his old standby. Yeah. And this approach worked incredibly well. There you go. Because this is the reason why it is still a thing today, because the people who believed in it really genuinely believed in it and Hugh Lynn and Edgar Evans his two surviving children they worked with the ARE for their entire lives they also devoted his sons devoted their lives to their father hmm. in that way and they they are the ones who carried on the work even though they couldn't go into trance and have the source they still carried on the research 
and the ideology and the spreading of the word, the Edgar Casey message. And actually, I should say, the ARE is how I came upon Edgar Casey in the first place. You were trying to join. <laughs> no. I was watching an episode of 90 Day Fiance where a guy named Tariq said, this is where I want to get married. And it was at the ARE facility. <laughs> he said, all religions are welcome here. And he walked into this quote-unquote chapel where there's huge, two huge crystals just framing a big window that's out to the beach, which is pretty. I was going to say, it sounds like it looks nice. It does look kind of fun. venue. But it also looked kind of tacky. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so yeah, that is how I found out about Edgar Casey fully, like, when I started looking into him, I was like, oh, okay, I see, you know, obviously it stretches well beyond the ARE because we, we're in three parts deep. Mm -hmm. But good job, 90 Day Fiance. Good job. I did not know that that's how you found <laughs> yes. it. Now, I'm, now I'm, I was a little bit flabbergasted. I was like, what? Yeah. And the ARE has uh, been able to keep intact as much as they possibly can. They have like at least 14,000 readings of his documented Jesus. readings of his because he had a stenographer for because all he had a stenographer yeah. for so since at least the 20s but then he had at other times just periodically and somewhat yeah yeah um and the, yeah they also kept letters of his personal correspondences mm. of his and this is also the time frame though is when he starts to be called another nickname his final nickname beloved teacher i'm not going to call him that yeah uh, the cult vibes now mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. through the roof yeah but he would continue at this pace he actually stopped doing the two days of reading he started to pick up more and more readings because <sighs> don't he, do it he's gonna work himself into the grave he did hmm. january of 1945 edgar casey passed away after he had suffered a stroke in september of 1924 they did a reading for him 1944 1944 is when he had a stroke. He died okay. January 1945. Got it. Um, they did a reading for him prior to his death, right beforehand, and the source simply said, "You're dead." It either it said you're either going to get better or you're going to die. Wow, that's very helpful. <laughs> yeah, just, what the they fuck? Said there's you nothing, know, the, the source, source there's died as he lived. But the source did though. Prior to Edgar Casey's death, the source got mad at Edgar Casey. That's nice because the source kept just bringing up in other readings about other people, the source would just start bringing up Edgar Casey's poor diet, his wow. high blood pressure, his respiratory problems. <laughs> he's nagging himself. Yes, he even went on about obstructions in his intestinal tract that he needed to clear up. And he was starting to get more and more, just interrupting the full proceedings to be like, Edgar, take care of yourself, Edgar. That is like, that's sort of what you do, though, when a loved one is on their deathbed. You're like, you know what? Your diet really needs some improving. <laughs> I have four days to live. I should also talk about, just briefly, near the end, he was joined by a young man, actually, this time, mm -hmm. who was a uh, young student at Atlantic University. Yeah, who um, He started helping with Casey. His name was Harmon Bro. And you can actually see Harmon Bro and, um, I believe, Edgar Evans in a uh, biography channel documentary. It's, you can watch on YouTube, mm -hmm. so go check it out. But Harmon Bro would go on to be a quote-unquote Casey historian. <laughs> and uh, But he did have issues with Casey because uh, he reportedly punched old man Casey in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No! 
And I do have to say, a part of me in this last phase of Casey does just kind of feel sorry for Edgar Casey in a way. Mm. But then, because of stories like that... College kid punches you in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's so odd. But then he got, he came around and just loved Edgar Casey and devoted his life to Edgar Casey. Dave Kahn... Yeah. He wrote to Hugh Lynn after hearing of Edgar Casey's death and said, ah, the dream I had made sense. He had a dream in which Edgar Casey was standing in a train station. In the train station, Edgar came to him and said, I got to get to the beach. I got to go see my son. But around Edgar Casey were hundreds upon hundreds of little folk. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. treated Edgar Casey as if he were their king. I don't know, though. He said he had this dream after he died, so I don't know. You know? This is what Dave Kahn said. Dave Kahn said he had this dream after, before. Right, he, but he didn't say anything right. about it until after he died, so who yeah. gives a shit? You made it up. Well, he said he had this, at, at like, not knowing Edgar had died, but then finding out Edgar died, this dream made sense to him. Okay, so then after Kobe was in a helicopter crash, I said, this dream makes sense. I saw Kobe entering the gates of heaven. I mean, come yeah. on. Come on, Dave. Well, You don't fool me. Dave also... Dave Con. <laughs> Dave also saw another figure emerge after Edgar walked to Jesus. his appropriate platform. He saw Gertrude. Oh. And Gertrude simply followed Edgar. She no. Gertrude died just months after Edgar. Yeah, but then she went to hell. He was in heaven with uh, Gladys. Yeah, yeah. But poor old Gertrude is chasing Edgar, even in other people's dreams. Even she's <laughs> nagging him in the afterlife. So that is Edgar Casey. I mean, the ARE continues to operate today in Virginia Beach. Um, it's welcoming. Their mission statement says they're welcoming of all religious beliefs to come and experience the history of Edgar Casey, psychic readings, all that sort of stuff. They have gathered interest and have had positive reviews by celebrities oh, such as oh. Elvis Presley. Oh, God. Shirley MacLaine. John Lennon and Steven yeah. Spielberg. Okay. Have all given positive reviews to the ARE. There's one mm. consistent negative review. It's Coming from Virginia Beach's own Pat Robertson. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> what's, what's it? What's it even called? The 700 Club. 700 Club thing. Oh, I yeah, get, I get you. One of them TV preachers. Yeah. And I should say, too. He's in Virginia Beach? Yeah, he's okay. from Virginia Beach. So he they hated live this. somewhere wealthy where they can Yeah, I know. It's just kind of funny that it's the same exact yeah. place. He hated this. I but bet. But he's, he's, he's just the other side of the coin. Really. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he's he so old. He yeah. was, like, around. He was probably still yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he grew up with this. That's awesome. And I should also mention that Atlantic University is still <laughs> functioning today. It's an online-only school. I was um, going to say, that's what the name sounded like to me. Like, when we first yeah. said it, 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 sound, it sounded it's, like... Yeah, it's funny how it just it seamlessly transitions into the new age. Yeah. And um, they operate in the same building as the ARE, which is the old hospital building. <laughs> they've converted and they've transformed it all. Uh, it's, they operate the same building. They also have a Casey Massage therapy office okay that that sounds good and they um, poke you with you needles probably and probably do and get it, a good massage there. they poke you with needles and then they pull off your finger <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a different type it sets of, you on fire it's a different type of acupuncture yeah. yes um the <laughs> website for atlantic university uh 
lists courses such as Dream Worker Training and Regression Hypnosis. So, guys, that's the full narrative I have on Edgar Casey, but there's nice. still more Edgar Casey to be had. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk KC's controversial ideas. It sounds like we're in a okay. game show now because, like, you hit that thing and you're leaning over the table and it's like, Let's talk KC's controversial readings. Here we Survey go. Survey <laughs> So, nice. Uh, his Virginia Beach life was definitely the biggest period of his weirdest, you know, stuff. You know, his latter years is really when he ramped up the crazy. If you believe that it's crazy, I'll let the re mm. or the listeners be the judge. Art readers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Edgar Casey, or sorry, the source claims that there is once a large continent known as Atlantis. Oh, fuck off. Or you could call it Posidia. I was about to say that's like a cool name because of a sighting, but then the way you said Pisidia just made me think you were saying pussy. Pisidia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, uh, it's not that cool. It's um, not cool. I don't like, there's something about Pisidia. So the Greeks, are you saying that the Greeks based a whole, just a bit of their mythology off of Atlantis stuff, but not all of their mythology? Like, I just don't get it having the shared name like that, Poseidon, uh, yeah. you know? I want to guess he's not really well-versed in Greek or Roman <laughs> mythology. Well, he dropped out of school. At, like, so you think. I mean, I'm just guessing he's purely a biblical guy. <laughs> oh, he's Well, biblical, biblical and, like, crazy shit. Yeah, we're going to get into the weeds now, boys. <laughs> So I do want to say, um, by the way, if you're listening, you know, if you're if you're smoking at home, now's the time. Oh, well, yes. Four twenty, baby. No, yeah. Light it up. <laughs> eat that <laughs> edible. <laughs> what it is, whatever it is. But uh, I guess not in Kentucky. We shouldn't endorse that because it's no illegal, here. But... Do a line. <laughs> so uh, I should mention just real quick. I just want to give a brief shout out to uh, author Robert Todd Carroll, who describes in the Skeptics Dictionary uh, Edgar Casey as being one of the main people responsible for some of the sillier notions about Atlantis. All right. Yeah, so he there you're giving credit, but to credit something stupid is what what, what and Blavatsky went also into Atlantis or was she into Lemuria? I cannot recall. But she was in one in into one of those too. She so. was definitely touching upon the similar subjects, but he takes it some steps that no one Yeah, yeah, I get you. At least publicize getting credit but still for something stupid. Yeah. It's like saying I mean, yeah, Adam Sandler's had a successful career. <laughs> He's made money. Yeah, I mean <laughs> So during the life readings that Edgar had given, uh, he claimed that more than 650 people uh, that he did readings for had lived their first lives in Atlantis. And all of these people were special in some way. Mm. Some for they good. They have gills. No. Oh. Some for good, some for bad. Atlantis used to be above water. It sunk down. Yes. We're talking above water Atlantis. Oh, Full they lived in the above continent. version. Yes. Okay. Casey, not actually, the Disney one. Okay, they did not the no, lost empire. They're not, it's okay. not lost yet. Casey said that this continent spread as far west as the Gulf of Mexico and as far east as the Mediterranean. It spread okay. the whole width of the Atlantic Sea, essentially, leaving just pockets of the sea around it i suppose because it was its own continent it's in between north america and africa just does he, think does of he, does and he, central america you know between the americas and africa 
I said, like, the only reason I would ever be like, okay, maybe it was back in Pangea. There might have been like one little tiny island that was in between. No, there, but no, it's they're saying he's or he's saying spread out. The source said that evidence uh, was had already been found <laughs> very recently. It had been found in the Yucatan, and more would be found or could be found in the Pyrenees Mountains, Morocco, Honduras, and Peru. And other parts this of This is where America. evidence can be found. Yes. Okay. National Treasure 3. <laughs> the Edgar Casey Treasures. Yeah. That would be a fun movie. It would be. Edgar Casey Atlantis movie? Yeah. Nicholas Cage is like, I'm trying to find evidence of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Edgar Casey, by the way, you know, I told you that he did the Universal yeah. Pictures movies. They tried it again later. Of course. Uh, the whole movie thing, and of course, it never worked out for him. But he 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 was wanting to do it. The Bahamas even are claimed to be a portion of the continent that has already risen back. Okay. So he says the Bahamas, that is the only visible piece of Atlantis. So I like get broke off from the rest and floated back to the top, or it's just it's just yeah, sticking up above that. the. I think it's that it's floated up to the top. I've just never I've, heard anyone say Atlantis is this. I've big. been to Nassau. It can go back into the ocean. <laughs> for all I care. That's so cruel. <laughs> it just got hit with a. I mean, get the people oh, yeah. safely yeah. out. Yeah, okay. they, they just got okay. hit with a weapon ass hurricane last year. Come to America. Okay. Uh, nice. uh, contiguous. Free. Contiguous America. The source also provided a full history behind the continent, okay? And not just the continent, but he gets strap on, boys. The strap in, strap in, boys. No, strap strap in, boys. Take a strap on, boys. <laughs> Sorry. The source, <laughs> the source claimed that the first being that was created by God was a being called Amelius. <laughs> Amelius was pure light, and Amelius is what is actually being referred to when the Bible says, let there be light. It's actually referring to an entity. Called and why didn't Amelius. they say, let there be Amelius? <laughs> because, because... God works light? in mysterious ways. Yeah. So Amelius was reincarnated as then Adam. Okay. But Amelius... thought Adam, Adam was just made from dust. No, Amelius, the body, yes, but Amelius' The spirit was entity, Amelius. Yes, went into Adam. Okay. I can go with that. All right. Okay. Amelius worked with God to create Eve. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, technically speaking, isn't that what it says anyway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All he right. pulled his rib out. And then... Yeah. So, along with Amelius, though, there was other entities like him that were had started. He was just the first. Mm -hmm. And these, theoretically, are angels. Okay. So angels are energy beings. All right. Yes. Energy okay. beings, light, pure light beings. But some of these beings wanted to feel the physical realm because they were entities similar to the little This folks. is just that fucking Nicolas Cage movie now where he's like an angel who falls in love with a woman on Earth. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I want to be a human. Yeah. Okay. That happens, <laughs> basically. This is we're getting into Nicolas Cage. So basically that much. happens. <laughs> and the direct reason that they wanted to. Nicolas Cage. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the direct reason that they wanted to become human was to feel carnal pleasure. Oh, of course. Why else would you want it? Because for what? But why couldn't they feel that it's because angels don't fuck? But why? Why? So is this I don't, it's just a 
thing of light. They don't have orifices. But that, they're just a bunch of rings like put together. But I'm confused the, as to why they don't have their own sensation that is just as nice to them. As, so is this why that they all got kicked out of heaven down into hell and they're all hanging out with Lucifer? So the culture of Atlantis uh, developed much sooner than the other cultures because humans were starting to be spread across the the, the world mm-hmm. at this time. But Atlantis culture was the was not Mesopotamia, you know, as being the building block of civilization. You're talking Atlantis was. Okay. The Atlant- Atlantis was made up of two groups of people that would eventually bash into one another. The Adam <laughs> led the first group. Oh, so this is that old. This is that okay. old. Adam constructed a temple. That's right. Okay. Adam constructed a temple. So we're talking pre-Cain and Abel. they live longer? So is, so, so is this how the, yeah. the Mormon tribe of the other tribe of Hebrews got to America before everybody? That makes kind of a little bit of sense. Yeah, he. Um, that's one thing. Oh, wait. Did I really Edgar just... Casey, no, Edgar Casey believes in polygenism, which means that each there are distinct separate races of men, and each one was created differently but simultaneously and were at different places in the world. So in... Say Africa. So he don't he don't agree that to be racist. involved and then spread out. He's not saying no, he doesn't believe in that. He's not saying he never said that one race more But he is a segregationist. Mm, he came from family that was. It, I will say his um it's funny that his most controversial readings are also the readings that would make him more sympathetic in my eyes because he starts getting more accepting of anyone of any religion just wanting to explore the mind. He doesn't. He starts to get to a point where he doesn't care about your about anything. What you look like, what you, how much money you have, uh, what kind of religion you are. He gets more and more talks. The source talks more and more about how it's you should be accepting of everyone, no matter what they are. Mm-hmm. Well, because at this point he's been across all the country and met a whole bunch of different That's people. True. So there's a chance that he has changed as a person. Yeah, 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 as a yeah. person, I really believe that he did. He stopped just being in Hopkinsville in Alabama yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. spread out to the rest of the yeah, country. He went to New York City. Yeah. Oh, Plus, if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, ha- do this successfully, it is best to cast a wide net, especially if you're already turning off a lot of people because you're very kind of, true. You know. Yeah, because so they went from a Christian thing, as yeah. Casey did, to now a... So you've already turned off like a big chunk of your, I don't want to say fan base. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. followers, let's say. So he's like, you know, now I guess there's I'll no going accept black that. people, <laughs> I guess. Oh, so you just think it's a purely marketing ploy? I think so. Okay. Well, back to Atlantis. Adam <laughs> yeah. constructed a temple. The temple was dedicated to the law of one. This is the group of people who believed purely that they came from God and they should owe all to God and they are beings of God. That's the one. They are all one Mm -hmm. entity of God. Then there were the sons of Bilal or Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. The source stated the first upheavals in Atlantis were brought about when the activities of the sons of Bilal brought to the daughters of the children of the law of one the abilities for enjoying the pleasures of excess of every nature in human relationship. So they had sex. <laughs> so the so it was the sons of Bilal who are fallen angels now. 
mm-hmm. who were then having sex. It's it, that it's does just really again, just, it coincides with the, what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. It expands upon the Bible. It's another thing of someone taking the Bible and then expanding. Here's my take. Yeah, but it's really just Chads versus virgins. That's what this is. <laughs> That is, um, I guess, one way to really think of it. So um, they didn't fall completely to hell. They just fell down to here. And they're, yeah, they're like just... They all fell into a vagina. Because... <laughs> yeah. So they also, um, they created uh, dinosaurs. Um, or as the source... Would I just was with it, him and then he did the, that. The source just called it prehistoric animals. Okay. Uh, the source also was in support of the whole, like, Nephilim... Um, mm. Where the the giants, the yeah. giants that mm-hmm. were created from the angels and the humans, yeah, you know, he was a believer it. in that, and they were like evil, and you know, because yeah. they were. I get it, dude. I play Dark Souls. I got you. <laughs> I get it, Edgar. Nice. And uh, the dinosaurs, though, they lost control of the dinosaurs. <laughs> they started becoming a problem, and they overran the entire world uh. except <laughs> for Egypt. For some reason they couldn't overrun Egypt. <laughs> He's just doing fan fiction for the Bible. And so it was <laughs> that in Egypt, the members of the Atlantis and society met because that's the only place they could find to get rid of the dinosaurs. They met there to discuss how to get rid of the dinosaurs, and they developed a technology that would destroy them, <laughs> which is the first major cataclysmic event of the Earth. So they're responsible for the flood, or did they build? Put a pin on that. Or did they build the pyramids as giant weapons to use against the dinosaurs? We don't get quite that ancient. They made harp. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Pyramids are harp. Think that honestly. (laughs) Uh, So, the first destruction was that a piece of the continent did fall into the sea. Um, they developed this technology. It was very vague on what technology was used and how, and the level of destruction that was done at that time. The second destruction, so that's basically the Ice Age is what that brought mm-hmm. in, is what he's claiming. They brought in the Ice Age to kill all the dinosaurs okay. by this technology. Then the second destruction took place after they invented a huge, quote-unquote, power station that was fueled by a, quote-unquote, firestone and this took place around 28,000 BC. The Firestone was accidentally turned up too high. And this resulted <laughs> in the Earth experiencing volcanic activity and the great flood in which Noah would have to collect the animals on the ark. <laughs> it's an industrial accident. Yeah. Noah's just going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Now, I do have to say, as far as some kind of scientific thing, there is some oh, evidence to suggest that there was a great flood event of some sort. Oh, yeah, in most the Middle East. Most, yeah, most cultures have that same story. Where it, it also com- comes from them. There is scientific evidence that would suggest that uh, volcanoes like Yellowstone uh, and a lot on the Western Hemisphere did erupt and cause massive changes throughout the entire world. I still love the idea of it was just an industrial accident, though OSHA hadn't been invented yet, so there was no safety guidelines. What happens if I turn this fire stone all the way up? Destruction. <laughs> it broke containment. And <laughs> it's like a bad nuclear reactor. And... So not only, though, did they create this fire stone, which powered everything, they also uh, were able to split the atom. Why not? And a lot of the source, the source talked about how they harnessed atomic energy. But 
Why he, not? He died before they dropped the bombs, didn't he? He did, yeah. So what the fuck? Right before. Had maybe he, maybe a little after. No, it was 1945 is when they dropped him. 1945. And he died in January 1945. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He didn't get to see it. Because VJ Day wasn't until like August or something. He must right? have secret mm-hmm. correspondence with the military. And he talked to Truman. He did Holy talk to Truman. fuck. He's like, the head of the place, cop. No, that's not what he talks like. <laughs> no, keep going. Is he like part of the OSS or some shit? I'm going to lean toward now. <laughs> or is it just another consultancy thing? <laughs> well, let's just keep going into this and um, see how you feel about some mm. more of this. Good. So, along with the Firestone and the power station and the splitting of the atom, they also had some sort of limitless source of energy, which the yeah. source called the mighty, the terrible crystal. Okay. I, I, it could, I don't know if that is the Firestone or if it's separate. Um, but the source did say that it all had something to do, like, if we were to ever try to harness this power, it would be done through uranium. So he was saying that people are on the right track. Splitting the atom, uranium, all that stuff. They're Humans talking are, about that even then. Yeah. Humans are on the right track is basically what Casey's saying. Came up with a flux capacitor. Uh, <laughs> flux capacitor. So that's his views on Atlantis. You guys okay. got any? Perfectly normal, rational, logical. Yeah. He uh, did talk about Plato a little bit. because yeah, he I said, used to love that shit when I was a kid, man. Oh, the Atlantis talk? Oh, oh, Plato. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Plato, the Greek philosopher. Gotcha. Damn it. Yeah. Um, because Plato, you know, is the one who wrote about Atlantis. You know, he's the recorded history of Atlantis. And yep. Casey said that Plato did indeed see Atlantis, that Atlantis, the last bit of Atlantis was still there at the time of Plato, and it was a small island that Plato would have seen because the rest of Atlantis was gone, mm-hmm. and then that part would soon follow after. And again, yeah. they were said to have the best technology and be better than every other you know, civilization on the planet at the time, but they blew themselves up. It's a very cautionary tale, but also supposed to be informational. It's, yeah. He also said everybody, though, who was reincarnated that came from Atlantis, that I told you they had special gifts of some sort. Mm-hmm. Most of it was technologically based because the Atlanteans were so good with technology. He claimed even his son Edgar mm-hmm. Evans was from Atlantis and that's why he was always even as a child was very good with his hands and became like a very good engineer and so Oh like my that. god. You know people complain now about kids getting participation trophies and this motherfucker was telling his kid you you were you were in Atlantis. Child. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really. Beats good boy, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, whatever happened to Leslie? How did he die? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Leslie. Did he outlive? He died in 1937. Okay. Oh, okay. In his 80s. All right. That's all we need to know. <laughs> his, uh, Edgar's mother died uh, before Yeah, that. we don't. She's not. Um, even, she's about really her not a character. There's a whole thing. Um, his sister had like taken care of her. And yeah, there's a whole thing about that. But yeah, Leslie died in Nashville, actually. Oh, seeing one of Edgar's sisters who lived in Nashville. And uh, he's buried in Hawkinsville along with Well, now that I'm here visiting y'all, I guess I ought to die here. (laughs) All right, tell us about this. I think he he visited because he was dying. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he went to see him. Or get treatment there. I'm not sure. Anyways. So on reincarnation, Edgar claimed to have once been an Egyptian by the name of Rata. 
<laughs> who was a partial like <laughs> deity of some sort. Of like he was a course. powerful man. Yeah. And uh, he's very powerful spiritually. The source claimed that Edgar Casey is the harbinger of the coming of John. In the Bible, John, the the author of many of the books. Like the believed author. Wrote the revelations? Yeah. And they believe, or no, isn't there supposed yeah, to be It's one? a different John. Yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah, John. Sorry, that, no, the my, one my who bad. would have not, written uh, so he, he, um, he's, he's, the Gospels. He's the precursor John. to John the Baptist, not John that wrote the... No, the, the John that wrote the Gospels. Okay, okay. That some you know some of the gospels can't keep track of them all. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like Too three. Many I think Johns. there's three Johns right there. Yeah, because I mean, then you got because a lot John, of people John, thought that uh, a lot of people thought that the Revelations John was the same John that wrote I think Acts, but the different ones, which is different than John the Baptist. Yeah, John the Believer, believe. I don't. I don't. Anyways, know. he's supposed to be the harbinger of him, who he is going going to be reincarnated, and he will be the re, the harbinger. For Jesus coming back. He also said that Jesus was the reincarnation of Adam, who was the reincarnation of Amelius. Okay. So he says that Jesus yeah, right. is... Yeah, which I follow. That's not crazy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's batshit insane, but it's not like that crazy. <laughs> if you believe in one, yeah. Yeah, it can, it tracks, can go to right. So the source would tell um, the individuals, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, that he would tell them the Virginia Beach... Team, that they're the, the he would call them actually the Egyptian crowd because they were all okay. reincarnated in Atlantis and in Egypt. And yeah, Casey even claimed that one guy who I didn't even talked about before, his name's AC AC Preston, told him that he as Ra Ta was exiled along with AC Preston's former self oh in Nubia. God. Imagine somebody <laughs> telling you this shit. We were exiled together in a past life in Nubia. Okay, buddy. <laughs> well, Casey also, he put on more addendums onto the Bible. Um, yeah. He claims that they're the ancient Jewish uh, sect called the Essene, which is a accepted group mm-hmm. that they existed, mm-hmm. um, who most people believe they are the authors of the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls, it should be noted, were found two years after Edgar Casey died. <laughs> So, the Essene were not commonplace, you know, topics. But, again, it should be noted that throughout Edgar Casey's life, he's had so much interaction with people that he's always tried to downplay the so much interaction with people who have the occult, Mm -hmm. the spiritual, you know, so many things with this that he's going to be on the up and up on any of the obscurity. So, he says that the Essene actually prepared the way for Jesus coming and that Rata... Which helped, is him. Which is him. Okay. Had helped in some fashion. He said that also the leader of the Essene who fully took on the preparation process for Jesus coming into, like they prepped Mary for Jesus. Like they. <laughs> Wait, what, yeah. is, what do you mean by that? They're saying, he said that they actually trained her for like three years prior to her becoming pregnant, that they made sure she stayed a virgin that they trained her in proper spiritual teachings. Oh, my teachings. God. This is literally like Rosemary's baby. It like, is that's a the, full Well, mythology. with Satan, but, you know. Yeah, but no, it's... It's like, yeah, a group yeah. of people prepping her. Like, look, sometimes he's going to get a little out of hand, but just remember he's the savior of the human race, so, you know, <laughs> don't punish him too harshly. Well, and Rata somehow helped out there, and but the, the leader alongside Rata was a woman by the name of Judy. <laughs> common Egyptian name. 
Which I think, by the way, there's a chance that Judy um, was a reincarnate, was a uh, past life of Gladys. Uh, I, I was just thinking that. I think yeah. so. Which, really bizarre, though. He, the source claimed that Jesus, you know how Gladys and Casey had the soulmate, spiritual soulmates? Mm-hmm. Jesus was a spiritual soulmate with Mary, his mother. Ew. Yeah. I didn't like that. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like that. He's putting incest into the And that or he's getting mixed Jesus up with Mary story. Magdalene. No, it said Mary, his mother. About Jesus, though. Yeah, about him. Edgar Casey had a physical description of Jesus. Yeah. He okay. said, the source said, they always called him the master, by the way. Who is they? The source. Oh. And Edgar. The master's hair is most red. Yeah. Inclined to be curly in portions, yet not feminine or weak. No, you're not one of them queer fellas. <laughs> Strong with heavy piercing eyes that are blue or steel gray. His weight would be at least 170 pounds. Long tapering fingers, nails well kept. Long nail, though, on the little left finger. He's got a Coke finger. (laughs) He does. I don't understand that. Why does he keep (laughs) I don't get it. It's a very specific detail. Just run up behind all that stuff. Yeah, and then to drop that little thing about Mary, too, it's like, what is this? And he's got red hair with blue eyes. You guys got anything to say about reincarnation, Atlantis? Anything we've talked no, about? We need to <laughs> thus far. I can't. No, we can't. I'm if, full. We're, we're, we'd be taking away from it if we said anything. Well, you guys, I believe it all. Are, are you guys ready to get into um, the full Nostradamus? Yes. Story? His prophecy readings began in the early 30s, and Edgar Casey gave one particular reading that has been his most highly, possibly his most highly speculated on. Mm-hmm. reading of his entire career. So this is the one that was right. No, this is just the one that he said, uh, I'm putting it all out there on the table. Oh, okay. Here we oh, go. Oh, okay. Yeah, the source just kind of interrupted everything that they were doing and said, now listen to this. So this is Y'all just ready a for big this? one. This is a big one here. The source would state, the earth will be broken up in the western portion of America. The greater portion of Japan must go into the sea. The upper portion of Europe will be changed as in the twinkling of an eye. Land will appear off the east coast of America. There will be upheavals in the Arctic and in the Antarctic that will make for the eruption of volcanoes in the torrid areas. And there will be a shifting then of the poles. As to times, as to seasons, as to places, Alone it is given to those who have named the name and who bear the mark of those of his calling and his election in their bodies. To them it shall be given. Armageddon is at hand. (laughs) I I thought you were going to keep going. Corner market on Armageddon. He called it. Credit where credit is due. (laughs) He called it. So when it is the Armageddon, we can all just sit here and say, Edgar Casey was right. Yeah. Um, I will say about that, you know, specifically, just fuck you, Japan. Yeah, that was uh, he's well, really showing his age for that. Ex- a little bit, but if you think about the effects that people say that climate change will have, yeah, I don't really I don't see Japan falling into the ocean, but 
Um, possibly not, but he did talk about the upheavals in the Arctic and yeah, yeah, got yeah. any I mean, no credence there. No, I'm not gonna give any. Do you? Does anyone know? There's not gonna be land appearing off the east coast because most of it's going underwater anyway. Well, he so. believes that what was the Bahamas, you know, what's that? How that's a part of Atlantis that a, another piece of Atlantis will rise up, which will just be off the coast of like. <laughs> All he right. actually gave. If a, that happens, I'll eat crow. There's I'll an island, say. a little island off the coast of Florida on the east side <laughs> called the Mini. And he claimed that Bimini was also a piece of Atlantis, and that it'll be coming up, uh, like off over there, okay. like popping up. So I off look the coast forward of Florida, to it. Which I do find strange though. He talks about Japan going into the sea, but not Florida. You know, yeah. Florida seems the most susceptible. But hey, what do I know? The source said in this um, same reading, because you know, like I said, the source typically called itself they. Mm-hmm. The source then started calling itself he, and then said, "I am halal." I'm not on the up and up on the angels, so I'm not sure who halal is. I thought halal was That's just meat, right? <laughs> I could be, kosher. Pro- I could be I th- mispronouncing it. Oh, okay, uh, never no. mind. So, halal was the angel that was uh, batshit insane. <laughs> the source then said, the young king will soon reign. Talking about JFK. I'm hip with this. All right. The young king will come from Germany. His never name mind. is Hitler. Bullshit. This was in 1933 that he gave this reading. So this was he after was, the push. Yeah, he was in, already he's, he's writing Mein Kampf. He's, yeah, yeah, he's in, yeah, yeah. So he, he had is already on tried. The, yeah, that's he right. He is on the rise. I mean, there's a big chunk but, of America that was pro Hitler anyway, absolutely. like Henry Ford and all them fuckers. Absolutely. Now the source did condemn Hitler, but it took him a while to get there. The source at first started with that Hitler mm. has the potential to go one way or the other, and he could either reign as an evil dominating force that would if not stopped lead to the destruction of the entire world Mm -hmm. or he could unite the world in a common good and become a great world leader that would see a unification Um, of cultures and people he was a centrist you know look i see both both sides are bad guys I mean, so, you know. Well, then once uh, he said, I thought when you said that he predicted the name Hitler. I was about uh, to be really yeah, impressed. If he had done that, yeah, I would have. Uh, oh yeah. No, but, but no. Hitler believed the same stuff that he did, and this kind of stuff, or at least parts of it, with the. Yeah. No, Hit- Hitler was full on board the occult. Because yeah, mm-hmm. full on board. But that's where I think I think possibly the source, if you believe in the source, that's where the source is getting its kind of intel, is that Hitler's interested in these things. He sees the potential there for Hitler to pursue these ideas and bring them out into the world. So he sees it as a potential positive, but also as a potential destruction, because these are things that destroyed the planet once before, as, or twice before, as he's saying, okay. with, you know, crystals. Now... He did say things like imperialism has entered into Hitler and then starts like saying he needs to he has to stop this, you know, this and that imperialism would be the thing that would stand in the way of his him becoming a good leader. So he did say some things like that before Germany ever marched into Poland or did anything, you know. Uh But once the war started, the source did say this. Oh, about man. the Jewish people. Was was his buddy Khan uh what was he? Khan actually did um he gave a lot of support to Edgar Casey in his later years and um after his death. He supported mm-hmm. ARE fully and um but the source said this 
that the Jewish people had wandered oh, no. far afield, and their oh. rebelliousness and their seeking into the affairs of others has rather brought them into their present position. <sighs> so he says that what? seeking into the affairs of others is worth, you know, that's why millions of people... Hey, they were meddlesome. Yeah. God. It's hard he to found a copy of the protos oh. of the protocols of the <laughs> on and got a little mixed up in the oh head. Oh my god. Yeah. He would also say Italy is selling itself for a mess of pottage. What? <laughs> yeah. That was a direct quote. Burn? Um he also <laughs> said that Russia would be the best chance at saving the world. <laughs> I mean, was he wrong? World I mean, War Two? Yeah, they they did the, the big chunk of yeah, they, Europe. They did do that, That's but he he was one of talking his better predictions. Yeah. He's talking after the war specifically. Oh, it's different. different and said that they would uh, only achieve this after they started getting along with the USA, <laughs> and if they stopped being communists. So that's a that's a lot. That's and, a lot of yeah, ifs. Someone asked him, "What will Russia bring to the world?" And he's his only response was, "Freedom, freedom." Okay. Once they have freedom unto themselves. So, yeah, apparently Russia is going to have a great enlightenment at some point. Um, we're still waiting on it. If Putin, Putin leaves office and Navalny gets it, then they'll be. <laughs> maybe uh, Casey's uh, predictions will come true. Maybe. Uh, Here's what he would say about some other countries. About yeah. America, he would say, Ye ought to have strifes between capital and labor. Ye ought to have a division in thy own land before there is the second of the presidents that will next not live through his office. For a time, there will be a mob rule. I mean, he's kind of calling some shit there, and it might be. I gotta say, if somebody dies, if somebody dies soon, I'm gonna start giving this one some. I'm gonna have to start looking yeah. at Casey in a bit of a different light. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna say. About France, he would say <laughs> that they have a sin, and their sin is the gratifying of the desire of the body. Wow, that is just such a stereotype. <laughs> I know. And then, of are you in- familiar with Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> <laughs> they had, that's their grace. <laughs> He's a predator. <laughs> they, he would say about India that oh the, the India's grave sin <laughs> oh boy. is the. Cradle of knowledge, not applied except within self. So that's one thing about a lot of occult minds, like Blavatsky that came before him, and a lot of people that came before him, and then him himself. He believed that India was a true cradle of knowledge. A lot of these people did, but that they would only share it amongst themselves. They wouldn't share it with the rest of the world. Okay. And he apparently was mad about that, because they wouldn't share it with him. Now, he also did say, too, I should have mentioned earlier, he said that Jesus in the in his like his 20s, which isn't really talked about in the Bible, before Jesus's teachings, mm-hmm. he traveled the world gathering spiritual knowledge. And he traveled to places such as Persia, India, and Egypt. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, well, he grew up in Egypt, but... We're- well, outside of Egypt. Didn't Mary and Joseph take him down to Egypt right after he got born? That was when he was a toddler? Did they? That's well, they I... said he went there specifically searching oh, for you're, spiritual knowledge you're, you're about talking the when he's older, but and about how to, because Egypt is the land where they 
talked about getting rid of the dinosaurs and it's apparently be some kind of holy land for yeah. all sorts of knowledge. And wasn't it Bavosky that said he was over there smoking hashish with the... I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's a lot more that I could get into, but we have already divulged so much time. So, like, the way that racist Karens see Mexican people speaking Spanish and are like, they're talking about my butt being big or something. <laughs> he sees Indian people talking in Indian, and he thinks, they're discussing the secret... <laughs> the, sec the secret truth. <laughs> the secret and they're not telling me. of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand why, though, the source says... That. Of course, I guess that's what the source says is their problem with other humans. I guess it's not really the source. The source doesn't feel jealousy because the no. source... That's another thing that the source claimed is that it could tap into the Akashic Records, which is a metaphorical hall of records that the subconscious <laughs> can tap into that holds all of the information of the world and that's how the source is getting this knowledge is that it's it? called wikipedia source <laughs> the akashic records man this is just exhausting wikipedia. after a while god but you know i have to say there's no denying the man has left a legacy even if you don't know his name you know edgar casey <laughs> Honestly, like that guy's like Robert Todd Carroll, the author said, he is the responsible for a lot of the notions of Atlantis that we have. All, like all those ancient aliens, there wouldn't be that without Casey. Yeah, there yeah. wouldn't be like even watching like episode of the show Home Movies and in it, one of the characters does a trance reading and it's like a, a fraud, you know, he's collecting money. That wouldn't be done. That joke for a show would not be done without Edgar Casey having been alive because no one popularized trans readings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's an Atlantic University that's still going because of him. Mm -hmm. There is the ARE, which has a super, basically religious following. And you can go to any time in Virginia Beach. I mean, he's got something to him. Or at I least mean, small groups of about five I, multiple times in his life until the end, and then he got him a home. He was well, probably, yeah. well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like he was very charismatic. I think in his own way. Okay. I think in a similar way that a lot of cult leaders are. Uh -huh. Like Marshall Apple. Not to like massive yeah, crowds, but he can he can keep a small group pretty. Yeah. Yes, because he talks um, very deliberately. Mm -hmm. He talks very softly. Mm -hmm. He makes you feel like you know him intimately. I feel yeah. like I know him intimately. <laughs> I definitely do. The source yeah, has spoken I mean, to me. Mm -hmm. no, so, like, hasn't. even <laughs> if you haven't heard his name before, you, you know, you probably, maybe you don't want to admit it, but I'm sure everybody here at least has encountered little folk before. <laughs> I just something I've never really discussed openly, but I just love that they became reverse tulpas. That they reverse they came tulpas. into yeah. other people. Yes, they, they inhabited. The little folk, I think what he's getting after is that the little folk are also the souls that are on the river of life. What are the sprites then? They're evil. That's a good question. I never saw anything else no, about No, no, the no, no. It makes perfect sense. His What was his thing that was Chaz versus Virgins? Sons of Bilal versus yeah. the Sons of the Those are the one. sprites versus the, the little, little folk. folk. So that's just the leftover. Now that, yeah. that's interesting. That is interesting. We've got the right um, fan fiction on his fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, there is also another thing with the Sons of Bilal. He kind of um, insinuated that just animals are creations of theirs. Like, that they themselves are 
They killed off the dinosaurs and then they made new animals. No, that they actually became animals. That animals were spawned, were spawned from they who got out of control themselves. Just got turned into animals mm-hmm. down they here. You're turned, a moose yes. now. <laughs> right, like what poor Get sap happen. turned into like a little muscle. No, muscat. no, no. Here I am, a marmot. I could have been, <laughs> could have been an elephant, but nope, I'm a marmot. I don't know. The whole thing is just. It's a lot to wrap your mind around, honestly. And really, it's a story, I think, of how much a father and son can love one another. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's what this whole thing was. It was like a yeah. buddy movie, but between... It was a buddy movie but, but between, with father and son. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, like, the, they were together pretty much most of the man, time. without Leslie, I don't know I'm what, seeing like a mental montage in my head. Like, there's like, happy music playing, <laughs> and he's just looking at him like... Hey. It starts with Leslie backhanding Edgar yeah, about yeah. the cabin ordeal. Yeah, see, like, I almost right. forgot about him and, like, right. he, the right. abusive of it, but still. It's, yeah, I mean, Leslie started off as an abusive father that ended up being he redeemed a himself. janitor for his son. Yeah, he totally and redeemed accountant. himself. No, he ended up yeah. as the accountant. That He's the real hero of this. No, not really. I he, think he, so. He's still he, a terrible person. He just provided a I good amount care. of comic, comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the story of him just popping up in Denver. That's awesome. He's just showing up. And, and like I said... Because you know Edgar at the time, he's like, he just sees Leslie rolling into the station. <laughs> My boy! Hello! And Edgar's just, why are you here? <laughs> I, you're supposed to have money, not you. <laughs> yes. Damn it, Dad. I'm just saying, Edgar's got a whole school and... Cl- uh, Fan right. club. I want the Leslie school and fan club. Oh, John, real quick, pull up a picture of Leslie for the oh, there's type pictures? in Leslie Burr Casey. He looks mean. No, that's Leslie. But that's a good there's good boy. Scowling. Yeah, there's been pictures of Leslie too that of like him as an old man where he just has like no teeth in his mouth. He's he got does a big old beard. Teeth. He's real gangly. Yeah. Uh, he never put on the pounds like Edgar did. No. Edgar put on those LBs, and he didn't let go of them. And the source <laughs> got mad about it. Because the source probably was thinking, I've got another you know 20 years with this guy. Look at Leslie. He's going on. Yeah. So that will end our series on the father of the New Age movement, the American Nostradamus, the judge, the sleeping prophet, the beloved teacher, the old man, Edgar. Boys, I've had fun. Yeah. I've had fun with I this. Bet it's good he forgot his nicknames, the big Aristotle. <laughs> the uh, big cactus. The big banana, I think was another one. Oh, is that one of the shots? That's one, the good yeah, boy. the big banana. No, the good boy. The good boy, <laughs> yeah. Edgar Casey, really, I, he's going to leave. There's a Edgar Casey-shaped hole in my heart right now. Wow. Leaving him. It's it's putting away all these notes for the final time. It's, I'm going to miss you, old boy. But... We got to move on. And we're going to have other topics coming to you soon. But for now, that does it. Yeah. Um, We do. I keep forgetting to plug this. We have an Instagram page for this. Mm -hmm. It's called Rumors and Confab. It's super easy to find. Just go to Instagram, type in Rumors and Confab. You know, we've already said we don't like social media, but we like that one. So get on it. Uh, Like that if you like it. We're also on Pornhub, Rumors, (laughs) and Confab. No, under that where it's a Leslie Casey. Oh. (laughs) That's it. Just Leslie Casey. And next week, uh, we're going to be talking about John Goodman in 
uh, We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, which also has a voice from Jay Leno. So tune in for that. What's up with this Flintstones dinosaurs? Okay. I don't know. Do you know, think? But they were killed by the we should uh, watch the, jo- the Nephilim. Yeah, we should watch. We're back and see if there's any connections to Atlantis killing the dinosaurs. Should, no, should no, please, no, that. please. <laughs> you don't want to start looking for Edgar Casey. Just in everything. Cameo, cameos. And yeah, stuff. just Edgar Casey. <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Bye. It's been fun. Deuces.